Let us pray. Gracious God, as we come before you, we are humbled. Let your power flow within us. Let us open our ears to hear, our eyes to see, our mouths to speak. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, our rock and redeemer. Amen. Our second reading will be from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 17, verses 1 through 10. This is the transfiguration of the Lord. You can follow along in your pew Bible on page 851. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will make three dwellings here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud overshadowed them. And from the cloud, a voice said, This is my son, the beloved. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell to the ground and were overcome by fear. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Get up and do not be afraid. And when they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus himself alone. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus ordered them, Tell no one about the vision until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. And the disciples asked him, Why then do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? This is the word of the Lord. As I shared last week, I am quite the do-it-yourselfer. And part of that is I like the challenge, but also, as my wife will attest, I am incredibly cheap. I, why should I hire someone that I can do it myself? Well, Michelle and my first house, our first house was a 1973 split level. So there was lots of things for me to fix up and repair. Our second house, though, we had built right before we got there. But as is often the case when you build a house, you only, there was still, the, the basement wasn't finished. So I had actually took on the challenge of framing the whole downstairs and putting up the drywall. And I even wired for the electrical. When it comes to electricity, I am very cautious. So I was willing to wire the wires, but I hired a professional electrician in order to hook it up to the electrical box. I am cautious because of the danger, the potential harm that electricity can inflict. 
We do not live in the world of movies and comic books where someone who receives a shock all of a sudden gets superpowers. If wiring is done improperly, it could cause fire and even death. My father taught me this respect for electricity because he had learned from a very young age watching his father get shocked from an electrical outlet, how dangerous it could be. Therefore, my dad never wore a wedding ring. Also growing up on a farm, wedding rings are, rings are very dangerous around farming equipment. His lessons made an impression on me so that when I work with electricity, I am make sure that I have I turn off the circuit breakers, that I test for electrical current, and when I am uncertain, always hire a professional. Today's passage is the transfiguration of Jesus. We hear how Jesus took Peter, James, and John up a mountain, and they saw before them Jesus transfigured. The word in Greek is metamorphothai. This is where we get the word metamorphosis. Jesus was transformed, metamorphosed in front of their eyes. His face shone like the sun. His clothes became dazzling white. Elijah and Moses appeared before Jesus. A bright cloud enveloped them, saying, This is my son, the beloved. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. So what was Peter, James, and John's response? Well, we are told that they fell to the ground in fear. This is a rational response, often seen within the Bible. Often, when humans come in contact with the raw power of God, their natural response, response is one of fear and awe. That is why the first words often uttered by angels to humans is, Do not be afraid. To be exposed to the raw power of God and his holiness is an awe-inspiring event. Many of us might pray to witness a miracle. However, when faced with such a miracle and the raw power of God, perhaps we would think otherwise. Especially if we were to witness what James, Peter, and John witnessed on that day. The power of God is awe-inspiring. It is something to be respected. For Elijah went to the mountain to meet the Lord. But he was told to avert his eyes because as humans, one could not gaze upon God's holiness and live. When Moses would go to the tent of meeting, the cloud of God would descend upon it. 
and there he would converse with God. Moses would come out of the tent and he would radiate from the experience to be in the raw presence and holiness of God will transform us. Now, I have never witnessed a miraculous healing myself. A friend of mine took a group of teenagers to a faith healing service down in Southern California at Melody Land. Melody Land is a church that is right across the street from Disneyland. These were typical suburban kids from a typical Presbyterian church. They had never witnessed such a thing as a faith healing. And in the row before them, a man had a crippled hand, which my friend said they could see be transformed before them and healed. The students were silent, except for one kid who went, whoa. I have known many parishioners and colleagues who have shared their experiences of God's miraculous healing within their lives. My faith and own interaction with these individuals tells me that they are telling the truth. However, I have never experienced or witnessed this kind of supernatural healing. But I have experienced the peace of God. I have felt his power, his peace, his love in a very real with, way within my life. I've also witnessed the power of God and the power of faith in my own family. How God was able to reconcile my family. How he helped us to face our problems. Just because we have not witnessed supernatural miracles does not mean that we have not experienced the very real power of God. In fact, the most typical way that God chooses to present his miracles and his power in life is often through more normal means. Not through miracles and signs, but through the power and love of God displayed within each of us, in our faith and belief, in our prayers, in our loving actions towards one another. This is how we most often witness the power of God. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't pray for a miracle, but neither should we ignore the work of God at power within our lives. It has seemed like in church conferences in the last decade, the buzzword has been transformation, becoming a transformational church. How can we become transformational in our homes, in our lives? How can we bring about a sense of incredible change in our lives and the lives of others? Many of us hunger to be different. 
But the truth is that God normally chooses to act in the very real and normal aspects of our daily lives. Take electricity. When it is produced at a production plant, a coal burning, a hydroelectric, or Tom could even probably tell us about a nuclear power plant, it is produced at an incredibly dangerous level. To come directly into contact with this raw power would kill us instantly. This power is then sent across lines to communities, to electrical substations, where transformers decrease its power. But the power is still too raw. It is still too dangerous for our homes. So it is further distributed and sent to local transformers to lessen it even further, which is further lessened in our own electrical panels and circuit breakers so that we can safely harness the power for our household appliances. If we were to put that raw power from that power plant into our houses, it would be too dangerous for us to handle. Likewise, we are the recipients of God's power. The raw power of God is given to us, distributed to us. It is distributed through the Word of God. As we hear the Word of God, as we read the Word of God, as we live the Word of God, the Holy Spirit works within us. We also feel that power and recognize that power through the sacraments. It is also experienced through our prayers and our worship. We receive the power of God as we gather together. Jesus said, where two or more are gathered, there I am also. Together we experience the power of the risen and transfigured Christ. We become the conduits of God's power into the world. The power of Christ enters into us and therefore, we can take that power out to our homes, to our neighborhoods, to our places of employment. And what is the power of God? It is love. It is the love of God which is shared between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It is the love that Jesus shared to the world through his sacrifice upon the cross. It is the love that he gives us in his grace and mercy. It is the love that we share to our fellow man. It is the love that we have between husband and wife. This is the greatest power of the world. And it radiates through us.
through the power and love of Jesus Christ. No, we might not have ever witnessed a miraculous healing or have been given a vision of Christ before us. None of us has seen Christ walk on water, nor have we touched the pierced hands and sides of Jesus. But his power still radiates within us. In Christ, we have access to the living God, to the potent power of his transformation. Imagine what that power can do. Imagine what it can do in your homes, in your neighborhoods. It is the power of miraculous change. We cannot see the electricity flowing through our walls. We might not even understand how it works, but we know that it is there. But in order to use it, we must first flip on a switch. It is true, same with the power of God. We must flip it on, flip the switch of faith in order for it to work within our lives. Jesus says that we are the light of the world. We have the power to bring light to others. So flip on the switch of God's love. Flip it on in your households. Live it outside of these walls. Give it freely. For when we do, we will see amazing power of God at work. We too will sing praises and bear witness to the miracles that can be performed in our presence now and forevermore. Amen.